praise God. Hey, thank you for joining us again for another week of the Adult and Teen Challenge of the Cumberland Podcast. Uh, this is Pastor Tim McLaughlin. Uh, this week, I want to talk to you about something. You know, we're all struggling right now, this whole uh, COVID pandemic that's going on right now. But I want to I want to encourage you today from the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles, let's, let's go to James chapter 5. James chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. James 5, 13 through 16. Um, th- this is a scripture that uh, I believe in. I mean, I believe in all scripture, don't get me wrong, but this is just one that I, I stand firm on. Um, you know, several years ago, there was an evangelist came to our home church. I was a young pastor back then. Uh, it was several years ago, and, and this guy called me forward. There were several other pastors in the room, several that had been in ministry a lot longer than I have. Uh, but this guy chose me and just picked me up out of the crowd and said, said, this is what I need. I need you to help me to pray for people. And he grabbed a hold of my hands and he began to pray. And as he began to pray for the anointing, the healing anointing to come into my body, I felt uh, the, 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 just almost like fire going up into my forearms and into my hands. And, and uh, from that point on, as the healing anointing has ever come upon me in the services, um, I, I believe that God has used me. This doesn't mean that I'm special, that I'm in above anybody else or anything. It just It's one of those things that I truly believe in, is in the healing anointing of God. And we know that right now people are getting sick with this COVID thing. People, it's flu season is coming upon us, uh, allergies and all these things. So I want to just encourage you right now uh, in the Word of God. So James chapter 5, let's look at uh, beginning in verse 13. It says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Let's pray. Father, I thank you again for the opportunity and the technology to be able to do these podcasts. And I pray for each and every one that's listening today that they would have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord would speak to them. Father, if there is any among them sick, suffering, struggling right now, I pray let the healing anointing come upon them right now by faith in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So the question that James asked us is, is anyone, not just once, but twice, he says, is anyone suffering? Is anyone sick? And so again, if, if, you're, if you're struggling right now, or if you know somebody that's struggling, if, if there's anyone listening right now and, and you're sick, you've been affected by this COVID, again, flus, allergies, whatever, I want you to give special heed to this message and, 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 and even save this message that you can pull it back up uh, in times of need. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, 17, it says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all. Now, this is talking about Jesus. It says he healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. That's key. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, it says, And Jesus healed all that came to him. Let's look at another one. Matthew chapter 4, 
verse 23 through 25, it says, And Jesus went about in Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Verse 24, Then his fame went throughout Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various disease and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed it from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond Jordan. So, so the reason I bring these scriptures up to you is that it says that Jesus healed all people of all disease. God is just not into partial or to certain people or groups of people, but he is for all people and all ailments. Now, there are some certain denominations that would say, well, uh, Jesus could heal, but that's not for today. But it is for today. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verse 10 and 11. It says, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. I preached a sermon a couple years ago, and I've probably preached it a couple times since then, but it's called Much More. Right here we see in verse 10 of Romans 5 that Jesus, uh, it says, by Jesus' death we were saved. But then it says, much more than saved. And throughout chapter 5, Paul says that we were given much more. But in verse 11, he starts out, and it says in the New King James translation, it says that we were reconciled. But I like the King James Version. And the King James in this instance, because it, it, it brings some clarity. So in, in the King James, verse 11, it says, And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. I like that, because it, that, that word atonement means exchange. We see this word often in the Old Testament, but only a couple times in the New Testament. In the New Testament of the restoration of the favor of God to sinners that repent and put their trust, now get this, let me say this again, in the New Testament of the restoration of the favor of God to sinners that repent and put their trust in the, uh, in the death of Christ, or, or let me say it this way, the reconciliation of mankind to God by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So in the Garden of Eden, man was separated by God. And then throughout the Old Testament, the atonement, the atonement came through the killing of animals and following a set of rules. But when Jesus died on the cross, he became a spotless lamb that provided the atonement once and for all, for all man. John 3.16 says that none should perish. Not anybody. God doesn't desire that anybody should have to, to perish, that anybody should have to be sick. So what does Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection atone for? What was the, the great exchange? The, the great exchange in the atonement was for our salvation. It was for the forgiveness of sin, absolutely. So when we confess Jesus as Lord and are born again, every Protestant church in town will agree that with that. But the Bible says that there's much more. See, people want to agree with being born again. People want to agree that, that God died for our sin, but there's so much more that He died for. The exchange, the atonement, was our healing. It was our healing. It was that all of us could be healed. 
Let's go to Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3 through 6. Isaiah 53, verse 3 through 6. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Here we go, verse 5. And by his stripes we are healed. We are healed. See, verse 4 says, in Isaiah 53, verse 4, he says, Jesus borne our griefs. The Hebrew word for born is the word nasa. Anyone ever heard of NASA before? The National Aeronautical Space Administration? It's the United States of America's space program, but it comes from the Bible word NASA, which means to lift up or to bear up or to carry away. Isn't that interesting? See, NASA got its word, the National Aeronautical Space Administration, from the Bible from the Hebrew word NASA, which means to lift up, to bear up, to carry away. So we could say this, Jesus lifted up and carried away our griefs and our sorrows. The, the Hebrew word for griefs is the word chale, which means sickness. And the Hebrew word for sorrows is the word makab, which means pain. So, so again, you go back and when you understand the scriptures, Jesus lifted up and carried away our sickness and our pain. Now something that I found interesting in the Hebrew lexicon under the word macabre or the word pain, it says that both physical and mental, both physical and mental pain, Jesus lifted up and carried away. So let's look at this and let's, let's tie some things together right now. So let's go to Leviticus chapter 16 verse 20 through 22. Leviticus 16 20 through 22. And it says, and when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place, the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. The goat shall bear on itself all their iniquities to an inhabited land, and he shall release the goat to the wilderness. Now let's understand this. The high priest would lay his hand on the head of a goat once a year and release all of the sins and all of the iniquities of the people into this goat, then release the goat into the wilderness to die so that the sin and the sickness would be gone. But notice verse 21, it says that this had to be done by a suitable man. Now, now let me, I just want to, I want to reemphasize this. Because in Leviticus, in the Old Testament, the high priest, in this case Aaron, would take a goat, a spotless lamb, uh, a spotless animal. He would lay his hands on it and he would put all of the sins, all the iniquities, in other words, all of the sickness and all of the pain he would put upon this goat, and then he would release this goat so that it would go out and that the, the sickness and the sin would be gone. But it had to be done by a suitable man. John chapter 1, 
verse 29 and 30. John chapter 1, New Testament, verse 29 and 30. It says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said after he comes a man who is pre preferred before me, for he was before me. <laughs> I love this. Jesus said, or John rather, John said of Jesus that he was the Lamb of God, that he was the spotless and perfect Lamb that would fulfill the prophecies of the Messiah that would lift up, <laughs> glory, he would lift up and carry away our sins and our sickness. Man, this is good stuff. I'm getting excited just sitting here reading this. He would lift up and carry away our sickness. Let's, let's keep on reading right here in John chapter 1, verse 31. He says, I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he was sent to be baptized with water and said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> hold, hold your finger there for just a second if you're in John chapter 1 and flip over to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. It says, When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice from heaven came saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. See, not only did John baptize, or John the Baptist rather, say that God had revealed to him that Jesus was the spotless lamb to carry away the sins and sickness of the world. But God spoke when the Spirit descended upon him and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now, he was also declared the suitable man. He was born that, born that man, the Son of God, but it was at his baptism that he was filled with the anointing and declared by God to be the suitable man. So who is the lamb? The lamb is Jesus. Jesus was healing just for, for, Jesus was not just healing for the time that he walked on the earth, but he has became our atonement forever. See, people, again, I want to go back to this. So these people that don't believe in healing, they'll believe for salvation. They'll believe that what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago for salvation is still in effect, but they don't want to believe in the healing that is for today, but the healing is now for eternity. He was that spotless lamb for all time, for salvation and for our to remove our sickness. He is the spotless lamb. Let's go to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5, verse 1. And it says, And I saw at the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. And then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and to read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, 
the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into the earth. Then he, Jesus, the spotless lamb, came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. (laughs) Glory to God. Understand, church, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was the Lamb in the Old Testament, and He is the Lamb in the New Testament, and He is the Lamb in heaven today. People were healed in the New Testament because of the atonement of God through the animals, lambs, and types and shadows of Jesus. People are healed in the New Testament through the atonement by the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. And people are still being healed today because the Lamb is in heaven and He has made us priests as His anointing that rest upon us who believe and are made righteous through His blood. Listen, I go back to this. When that man laid hands on me, that evangelist laid hands on me, he, he, he called the healing anointing upon me. And it's not just for me. I'm not the only one that can can heal that God uses to work through me. God wants to work through you. The blood has been poured out on the mercy seat. Jesus died for all mankind. The Bible says in James chapter 5, is any among you suffering, let him pray. Is any cheerful, let him sing songs. Is any among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith. Verse 15, James chapter 5, the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Nassau, the Lord will raise him up. Take away the sickness from him. Listen, I want to encourage you right now. God wants to heal your body. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If you're sick, call upon the name of the Lord today. He will touch your body. The spotless lamb came for you and for I. We rebuke COVID. We rebuke flu. We rebuke allergies. We rebuke any sickness and any disease. Jesus came to save and to heal. Who? All. All who will call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord today. Receive salvation if you're lost. Receive healing for those of us that are born again. God wants to heal your body. In Jesus' name, believe. Father, I thank you right now that you're going to touch each and every one that's listening to this today. Heal their body. May the anointing of God go forth right now. I thank you, Father God, for the spotless lamb, for Jesus Christ. Oh, I thank you, Father God, that you have lifted up. You've taken away all sickness and all disease. And Father, we just believe for your healing right now, according to the word of God. In Jesus' name, we ask these things and believe these things. Amen and amen. God bless you. I pray that you receive today the engrafted word that is able to change your life. 
God bless. Have a great week.